I'm praying for this land I love America America The home of the free But there are people making plans To change America They've no respect for her What matters most to me Welcome to EA Truth Radio, brought to you by EternalAffairsMedia.com. I am your host, Dan Hennon. Today is February 15th, 2021. Our show will be about current events, particularly the events from the past week. And don't worry, I will strip out the fake news for you so you don't have to. As always, we'll start off with a prayer. Father God, In the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. And please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them, where they are, while they tune in to our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done. In Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name, amen. The founder and publisher of Eternal Affairs Media, Curtis R. Bazelli, is a loyal member of Patriot Mobile and encourages you to mention his name. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative mobile phone carrier that will meet all your calling, texting, and data needs. You can get up to $600 off your bill annually when you refer friends to Patriot Mobile. Join us and fight for your conservative values with each call you make on their nationwide cell phone network. Remember to mention Curtis R. Bazelli when you sign up for service. Lots going on this week. We'll get started right off. Now, Twitter in the news once again this time. February 9th, Twitter suspends the account of Devin Nunez. So they've been on quite the tear with suspending, banning, and basically suppressing folks' chances to uh, get truth out there. Not a good thing. The Biden administration wants to close down Guantanamo Bay. That also made the news this week. Now, we have to keep in mind that the general public thinks there is uh, just a few folks in there, and it's been um, old and raggedy, shut-down building, old news, yes, shut it down. Of course, they're going to agree with them. Of course, the general public's going to agree with shutting it down. Who wouldn't want it shut down? But keep in mind what the public does not know, and the Trump administration, over $300 million of upgrades and repairs and enhancements at that facility were put into place. It's an expensive facility with all the upgrades, $300 million worth of upgrades and enhancements. So that's a huge facility, and what they did was actually make it bigger. So something's going to be happening with those, with that facility. The folks involved with the 9-11 attacks uh, that are there, there's just a handful. There's only a dozen or two dozen People actually still there. So shutting it down for that behalf, yes, is correct. But remember, the federal government, your and I, taxpayers' money, 
sunk a lot of money in the last couple of years into the upgrades at Guantanamo Bay. I highly doubt that will be closing. The Dallas Mavericks made the news in the NBA. Remember, they're owned by Mark Cuban. Cuban's the owner. This season, they're not playing the national anthem, and that made huge news this week. Keyword, this week. Now, an interview with Mark Cuban says that they haven't been playing the national anthem at Dallas Maverick home games all season, and in fact, he got approval to do so back in November. November and December, they already knew about this. So, an interesting thing about a show like mine here is that not only the news is presented, they're not playing the national anthem and people are mad. Well, that's that's fair enough. Mark Cuban wanted to avoid all of the distraction with the national anthem. Some teams don't come out for the national anthem. Some teams do. Some people kneel. Some teams kneel. They all show their uh, disgust in some way or another or appreciation for the national anthem. He wanted to avoid that. Now, it came full circle now and got him on the backside because he's not playing it at all. Not sure if he thought about the repercussions that way, but he did take this. Now, the thing that I'm interest, interested in mentioning today is that the fact he got league approval back in November. Games started, I believe, in December. This hasn't been a news issue. People have been attending Dallas Mavericks home games, even with the pandemic, and no one's complained about it. But I think that the sports narrative was all focused on the NFL for the last two months and the Super Bowl. And now when the big revolving door of the sports news has nothing more to talk about, this is when this magically rears its ugly head, the Dallas Mavericks story. Once the Super Bowl ends, the week after the Super Bowl, now we start hearing about all this fuss in Dallas. So once again, keep in mind how the news works, how the news rotates in and out like a revolving door, and what makes it and what doesn't. This probably uh, was headed to make huge news, but they wanted to, I think, wait delay it in the mainstream news until it could afford some extra time and the bandwidth to insert it. Now it just got inserted this last week. Interesting. A Texas mayor was arrested on child porn charges this last week. This did not make too much of the news, and that's a big, huge thing. This is a huge, a huge news story. The things like this don't make the mainstream media because we're riddled with all these other uh, fake news stories. Someone good to follow is Juan O. Savin. Uh, a lot of good interviews recently with Juan O. Savin. Last name, S-A-V-I-N. There's various interviews, documentation, and a website that, that he is uh, putting together. Uh, and so these another good one to follow. I've never mentioned him on my site, on my show here, but I've been following him in the last couple of weeks. It's good information. As with anything... Listen to it and discern for yourself what you think is uh, real or legit or not, or truthful or not. Uh, do your own homework. Remember when the nursing homes in New York City became such a big news um, back when the surge was coming out and Cuomo was talking about uh, putting people in the homes? Q Anon, also known as 17, has also reminded us that nursing homes are the problem with the COVID. The elderly get it. 
And it only makes it worse when they get put into a nursing home. And what Cuomo was doing in New York was putting these people that already contracted COVID into a nursing home. Now it came out this last week that those numbers were understated huge. He was saying back in the day that 6,000 patients were moved into nursing homes. Now it sounds like there was 15,000 folks moved into nursing homes as a real stat. Cuomo's aide, Melissa DeRosa, admits that the numbers were faulty. Faulty numbers were given to the press. She was an aide for Cuomo. One number here that she says uh, came out that said actually 9,000 of infected people were moved in to the nursing homes. 9,000. So once again, we're getting manipulation of the numbers that the, that the media gets and the media hears, therefore the public hears. The coup d'etat in Haiti was foiled. This didn't make the news too much either. The coup d'etat took over in Haiti, actually was foiled, 23 arrested as a result of that. Uh, that that's pretty big news here. We get this Myanmar, the former Burma, with the presidential uh, the vote, election fraud and the uh, the fallout from that country there and now we get the haiti thing going on and then nothing really happens in the united states where the uprising should be taking place here with the corruption but the haiti one was foiled 23 arrested in nuremberg germany this past week february 8th a large power plant was on fire smoke was rising out of that Nothing more, I think, came of it. I'm not sure if there's anything uh, nefarious behind that or not. Just wanted to report it here as it wasn't really in the mainstream news, but that's pretty big when a power plant is on fire. This took place in Nuremberg, Germany. Look it up if you need to. It's February 8th. Tampa police announced that they will use video footage from the Super Bowl to identify fans without masks on. And this was a very interesting case. And the the background behind this was they admitted, I think it was, I don't know if they had a crowd capacity of 5 or 10% allowed into the Super Bowl for the game for the, uh, the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs last Sunday. So they had fans in there that were social distancing. Masks were not required. But because of the more, uh, more interest, the Tampa Stadium officials did say that we're going to increase the number of people allowed into the stadium. And I believe it was under the assumption, under the new rule, they'll allow more fans, but they have to be wearing masks. They have to be wearing masks the entire game. And remember, this game is outdoors. So social distancing or not, fans are required to wear masks. Well, if you watch the Super Bowl, most fans and many fans were not wearing masks all, at all or had them on but weren't wearing them correctly or weren't covering up their mouth or nose. Now, the thing that's really hard to believe is Tampa police now are going to say we're going to start looking at the video footage from the Super Bowl and identifying the fans that attended the game that weren't wearing, wearing masks and I guess give them tickets, citations, or whatever. This is how bizarre of a situation we're living in right now. So that's just one, one thing. Let's go on to some other things. Ilhan Omar 
This last week was voted as vice chair of a foreign affairs committee. Can you believe this? Ilhan Omar, representative from Minnesota, voted as vice chair of a foreign affairs committee. Totally bizarre. Trump, facing impeachment for the second time, this last week announced they're going to call 301 witnesses. 301 witnesses to talk and describe their testimony before the congressional impeachment that went on. Well, quickly, that wasn't going to take place. I think they allow two hours maximum for each witness. 301 witnesses means there's going to be over 600 hours of witness testimony. Well, they didn't have that at all. I'm not sure if that was just a play that was done to make this all go away. But the very next day, uh, President Trump was acquitted. Yes, acquitted for this sideshow circus. Second time he was acquitted. Now, this acquittal date was February 13th. That was on a Saturday. Now, the very same night, SNL, Saturday Night Live, made fun of the acquittal on their opening monologue on Saturday night, actually making fun of it. They couldn't agree with it. They couldn't go with it. But the mainstream media and those along with Operation Mockingbird that are against this whole scenario actually had the the audacity to make fun of it on Saturday Night Live. I think that's why no one's watching them anymore. Stacey Abrams, uh, a group called the New Georgia Project, involved with the, the, the chairman. He's currently under investigation. Chairman of this group is Senator Warnock's. Underneath this Stacey Abrams group in Georgia, is now under investigation. Remember, Georgia has one of the most uh, big problematic in the voter fraud issues in the entire nation. Stacey Abrams herself, a deep state. Stacey Abrams created this foundation called the New Georgia Project. Now that's under investigation. Uh, not the organization themselves, but the chairman, the former chairman, which is a current senator. So we've got lots of issues. Issues. Lots of issues. Georgia in particular. Now remember, this coming week, this Friday, February 19th, this coming Friday, five new cases of voter fraud. It's going to be heard by the Supreme Court. The mainstream media isn't touching this story at all. Mainstream media at all. Now, this is huge. Remember, President Trump has yet to concede. They know there's voter fraud. Biden has uh, allegedly taken over as the president, although I don't think it's official. And it's actually legal. Legal. We still have these cases. Not one, not two, not three. Five cases will be heard before the Supreme Court. Now, we know the Supreme Court is corrupt. And so the case is being heard by the Supreme Court on Friday may uh, may amount to nothing. But anyway, it's something that's going to be interesting to listen to on Friday when those cases get heard because these are voter cases, case fraud, that all we've been hearing about in the mainstream media is that they've all been shut down as hearsay. There is no cases. All the election fraud is alleged. There's no beef to it. Well, here's five cases already that have risen all the way up through the state and appellate court to be heard in the Supreme Court. Five. 
Mainstream media is not touching this at all. So, interesting enough, I would just monitor that. This coming Friday, once again, February 19th. Now, speaking of the impeachment, one of the great attorneys here for Trump has all this whole sham fell apart list last week is Michael Vanderveen. Michael Vanderveen. And he did a very good job on the floor there during the impeachment shenanigans, especially at the end when he gave his closing statement, really ripped apart the Dems, really ripped apart uh, the Republican rhinos, the bad guys, the entire deep swamp, the amount of wasted time and energy and tax dollars that have been spent on both of these impeachment shams that we know are false. Then he got an interview, mainstream media, and talked about the corruption and the illegality and on this entire case uh, where an an individual person ever tried to do this forgery and um, altering of actual evidence in a case this important would be shut away and shut down for years and sent away to prison. Here it's being done by your actual folks in Congress. Now, the sad thing is the very next day, he had his home vandalized. This is Michael Van Der Veen. Really good guy. I would call him a hero for the work he's done. And sadly enough, his house gets vandalized. This is what we're up against. This is the corruption that we're up against here. Left is right, up is down. The general public are living in a fantasy world, and they don't even know it. The DTS, uh, Trump derangement system uh, syndrome, the TDS is just out of control. And other news, five-time Jeopardy, five-time Jeopardy champion, died unexpectedly at the age of 24. Braden Smith, Braden Smith died. Not sure if there's any connection with that at all here in, uh, in the big scope of things that we're talking about here with current events and geopolitics, but found it odd. I do believe he was healthy. Five-time champion under Lee, uh, Alex Trebek. Uh, just dies. Very, very strange. Now, Tampa police arrest 75 in a human trafficking sting uh, uh, surrounding the, the, uh, the weekend of the Super Bowl. They called it Operation Game Over. Once again, Tampa police arrest 75. We're not talking a dozen people here. We're not talking five or six people or two or, or two dozen. We're talking 75. This didn't make the news at all. I didn't see this anywhere mentioned in the mainstream press. That's a big operation. And remember, under Trump's four years of presidency, there's been busts like this on, an, on almost a weekly basis, large-scale drug, uh, not, not drugs, large-scale busts of human trafficking, sex trafficking, and all sorts of things like this. And this is what Trump focused on and made the priority in his four years of presidency. Although the Dems and all the people who hate him uh, were all after other things to get him out. And the problem is Trump has been facing this the entire time and has been very successful and continues to do so with the arrests and events like this where they keep taking down these bad guys uh, So we'll have that to follow. This Friday, once again, the Supreme Court case. 
We'll want to watch that. We'll want to watch the other things in the news. Uh, they're now going after, you know, ta uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is a lightning rod now uh, in Congress as far as the brainwashed people going after her. And now I saw today, just before the show today aired, here is, I see trending, Jim Jordan. Once again, good guy, white hat, hero. But they're trying to call him out. You know you're over the target. You're doing good things when they go with the uh, the ferocious attacks against these folks. And so, once again, keep following folks like Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. In fact, Valentine's Day was very nice. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted a video over the shores of Mar-a-Lago where a plane flew overhead carrying a banner behind it flying in the wind. Happy Valentine's Day, President Trump. We love you. And so those are all nice nice things to see here with the, with the president. Uh, lots of trending today on Twitter is Happy President's Day, Donald J. Trump. A lot of people are saying this on Happy President's Day, not to all the presidents, not to Biden, but specifically Donald J. Trump was trending for folks wishing their best for Donald J. Trump. That's all I've got for today. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the link in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com and bookmark the site, as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Big thank you to our donors once again. My name is Dan Hennon. Today is February 15th, 2021. Thanks for listening. That's why I stand for the flag And I kneel at the cross More for the friends I have loved